Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Touchdown, Jacksonville. What a play. 30-yard touchdown. Chad Henney to Justin Blackman. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sextexton. John O'Shea. Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Good morning and welcome to Jaguars Drive Time Friday morning. As always, we start the show with coffee with the coach, with head coach Doug Marone. Coffee cup filled to the brim. To the brim. I just saw it happen. (laughs) I'm not lying. How many cups of coffee are you normally by noon? Uh, Usually it's about two of these in the morning and then I I, kind of slow it down. That huge cup, two of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you get your own. You're not a... Oh, yeah, yeah, I I do my, yeah. Matter of fact, I bought my own, I have my own coffee maker now, just Ah. so I don't get, (laughs) I used to get frustrated early on in my career. I'd come in in the morning, I'd get everything ready, make the coffee, get my cup, go start work. Then as everyone else trickled in, it was always timed up. By the time I went back to the coffee machine, it was empty. (laughs) Then I start screaming and yelling. And then, so that was when I was an assistant. Then when I became a head coach, I'm like, I can't, I can't do that anymore. Scream and yell. Right. So, you know, I, I found another way to do it without so getting myself. So the one high demand thing, I got to have my own coffee maker. Yeah. So you I mean, probably I, bought yeah. your own brother. You don't ask yeah. for much. I mean, mine's, yeah. I, I go old school. I always grinds the, the <laughs> coffee beans and, you know, it's not like those, those things now. You just pop those things in. And, K-cups. Yeah. Big K-cup fan. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm like old school. And plus... You know, coffee doesn't taste great until you've run millions and millions of cups through it. I mean, growing up in, in the Bronx, when we used to go and, you know, you have the, the black coffee and you go into, you know, espresso or whatever, you know, and right. you go into these places on, you know, Arthur Avenue and you look at these big old machines that they've had. I mean, they've been there forever, you know, and the, the coffee that comes out is just, it's just, it's just, I can't, I can't explain it. It's, it's outstanding. I feel kind of ashamed of my little K-cup here. I know. <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> Put that K-cup away. <laughs> He's not a Starbucks Frappuccino type of guy, John, as no. we all know. How has this week gone? Getting ready for it's actually work. gone well. Um, you know, I, I think it's very difficult for people on the outside to look in and, and try to say, hey, you know, you have, you know, A, a going on or B going on, you know, all the stuff that's going on. There's a lot of noise on the outside, but, you know, I give the coaches and players a lot of credit. You know, they've come in and, and they've just been focused and they know that um, they've got a tough challenge ahead of, you know, heading out to Denver and playing. And, you know, I, I feel like we've had, you know, really two good days of practice. Is the whole, I've always had a theory, the whole idea of distractions is a little overrated because you guys have your routine every week. The players are here doing their own thing. Um, I just never thought it was that big a deal. Do you think that uh, distractions are a thing or not? I really don't. I think, you know, it's, it's um, you know, sometimes I think it's, it, it's made a thing for excuses, mm-hmm. you know, after it's over. Um, but I don't think um, sometimes, you know, you might have some people that are, that are into like drama, just naturally. I'm not saying that. Uh, but pretty much for the most part, you know, professionals will just come and, and go to work. I, I agree with you. I think a lot of times it's it's um, it's over overrated, and you know, I think sometimes for me, uh, I do a poor job, you know, in the media when they talk to me about, you know, they ask me these questions, and it, and I'm not really thinking about it, right. you know, because I'm focused on what we have to do, and 
you know, I kind of know where it's it's going. And I'm not saying it's wrong to ask questions like that, but you know, to me, sometimes I just I shouldn't say I think it's funny or I think it's a joke because obviously it's not. You know, something's going on, but you know, it's just like, come on, you know, you got to be kidding me. You know, here here's where we are, we're all professionals. It is what it is. Let's 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 go and, and let's get past it. Mm-hmm. Like when, obviously, the big news has been Jalen in Minshew Mania. And outside the building, it's a huge deal. But inside the building, it really hasn't seemed like you guys think much about that. No, I, you know, we just, you know, we just, you know, going to work is the same thing with like, you know, um, last year with all those injuries mounting up. And this year we've had some injuries, but um, they haven't really affected us as much. So, um, you know, those things happen and you just kind of, you kind of just go forward. Um, I, there's nothing else, you know, you can, you can really do. I mean, unless you, unless you want this job. Yeah. Right. Well, you come here, and then, then yeah. I guess you can you can do a lot of that. Yeah, there's been so much talk about Gardner, but he's what people are talking about. Um, you've been very uh, forthcoming about how impressed you are by how he approaches it, and it's not because of all the mania; it's because of how he approaches the job on a day to day basis. Uh, mature beyond his years, and almost seems experienced beyond his years somehow. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's 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 a difficult. Um, it's difficult to really describe, mm-hmm. um, you know, just his uh, demeanor and, you know, based upon how his performance has been. Um, and when, when I say that, it's like, you know, you know, it's hard for people to understand. It's hard for me to understand, you know, of, of a young guy that, you know, let's say it like it, like it was. I mean, like it is. He's a six-round draft pick, you know, and, and you know, everyone saw he had a lot of opportunities in the, in, in the preseason. And, and again, I talked about the preseason. You, you know, you don't have the best of the players that you have around him, which is kind of tough to, to evaluate. But, you know, and then going in there and, and um, you know, and playing the way he's been playing is, is really, um, you know, you, you always have to watch what you say as a coach. But, I, you know, I let this word out the other day, and it, and it really is the truth. I mean, it, I don't have the time right now to really evaluate sure. what's going on, you know, because we're trying to push and get better and keep going. But I, you know, if if I did sit back and I, and I wasn't pushing all the time, I would use the word remarkable, you know, to to the performance that he has. And I think that, um, but when you start to really get underneath the 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 player and the personality, you, you can see why there is success for him. Mm-hmm. You know that it, that gives him that opportunity, and you know we're hoping that he can continue that. Have there been times where he's come over to the sidelines in a crucial moment and you thought, this kid doesn't act like a rookie? I mean, I assume some rookie quarterbacks would be overwhelmed by the moment. Yeah, you know? I, think, I think what happens, John, is, 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 is during that moment as a coach, you, you don't, you're not thinking, you know what I'm saying? You're not really thinking about that. Sure. And I think you're going through the discussion. Hey, these are the two things. This is what we think they're going to do. This is what we like. You're comfortable. How do you feel? This is the way we want you to read it. You know, those are the kind of things right. that go on, you know what I'm saying, when, when those guys come over to the sideline and then you put them out there. But I think to your point, I think it's something you think about afterwards. You know right. what I mean? Like, so when the game's over, it's like, hey, there was a crucial play or this happened or how is he when he comes over to the sideline? Then you start thinking about it. You're like, it's, it's, it's pretty natural, you know, and, and, and that's probably the, the, the best way to say it. I think, you know, if you can communicate and it's natural and as communication going both ways, then, then you have a chance to be successful. If the communication is going one way or the other, it doesn't matter, uh, player to coach or coach to player, 
you know, if, if that's not being, you know, if that's not collectively, you know, a collaborative type of effort to figure mm-hmm. out what the best thing is, then you've got a problem on one side, either the coaches or the player. Mm-hmm. The running game has been a huge emphasis. You've talked about it. Leonard's talked about it. offensive line. They said they've worked on communication this week. Do you expect it to be better on Sunday, or does it take way more time than just a week of being an emphasis? I mean, you you know, you go out and you expect it to be better. Anytime you emphasize something or you work on something, um, you expect it to be better. The thing that that happens is it does it does it. You know, do you get that instant gratification? You know, and I think that's what your question is. And you know, sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. And obviously, the goal is to try to get it. But you know, we're going to try to get it without putting. I guess the you know the the plan in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying of what we're trying to do, and you know, like I said before, I mean, we can go out there and and hand that ball off and run and run, and we'll break you know break a couple. But is that going to help us you know win a game? Right. Um, I don't I don't know. But what we've talked about is what, the reason why I think we put a lot of emphasis on it. Of course, we want to get it going. Is is really to open up this play action game where we can get these big chunk plays. And, you know, have people back there. And then, you know, if we do run it, we can get our running backs on the safeties down the field. So there's a lot of things that, that open up to you. And, and you have manageable third downs. And, you know, you know people will always talk or, you know, I, I hear, hear when, you know, someone comes up and says, you got to run the ball more. You got, you know, you got to run. I, I get that. There, there's no doubt, <laughs> you know. But my, my point is, is, is that it's not that they're wrong. But there's certain things that you have to do as a as an offense to be able to run the football more, and a lot of it comes down to third down. Mm-hmm. And when you see these teams and you do these studies of teams that you know run the football, you'll see that they're in the high 60s, low 70s from a standpoint of plays because they're able to, you know, keep it going, keep mixing mm-hmm. it up, um, and stay on the field. You know, usually if you're not being able to stay on the field, it's because you can't get manageable situations and convert on third down. You know, therefore, it's going to be very difficult to keep running the football and score points. You've talked over the years about veterans that you respect, uh, guys like Curtis Martin, who you've been around, Mawai. Uh, it sounds like uh, Calais is in that same class to you, guys who take care of themselves, guys who are able to extend their careers and play at a high level deep. Yeah, I think that, you know, when I look back, I, I you know, I, I want to make sure that, that I'm clear that uh, I respect really everyone that plays the game because it's such a, a tough game to play, meaning that, you know, the way you have to take care of your body, the uh, just the mental part of it, there's it, just a lot that, that goes into it. And don't get me wrong, I think you get more out of this game um you know, than, than anything else, uh, at least for me, you know, the discipline of life and things of that nature, if you do it the right way. And I think that when I look back and I, I look at guys like Curtis Martin and Kevin and as many, many other players, um, you know, I think Calais does fall in, in, into that, um, that boat. And I've been very fortunate. Um, I don't know whether it's because of the position I coached or, um, you know, maybe it was just luck. But I've really been around um, not only, to me, not only outstanding football players. Um, uh, granted, that's important when you look at the job. Mm-hmm. But more importantly to me, outstanding people, outstanding you know, human beings, whether it be outstanding husbands, fathers, people in the community, and leaders. And I think 
you know, for me, when I go back and I look for the players that I've been associated with or been privileged to work next to, and that, that's how I see it, um, that's the one thing I look at. And when you look at Calais, I mean, look what he's done both locally and in Denver, you know, charity. Look at, you know, how, how successful he's been for such a long period of time and, you know, how great he is to his teammates. You know, I, I agree. I mean, you know, he's up there. I, I'd find it very, very difficult, you know, if 10, 15 years, whatever it is from now that, that you know, a guy like him is not in the Hall of Fame, not just because he's a great player. Obviously, that's why you get voted in the Hall of Fame. But, gosh, what a great representative of the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL. For sure. We go back to last year when this team was struggling 5-11. and 11. Mm-hmm. He was always the guy when we went in the locker room that he would stand up and be honest and give us as much time as we needed. Me so too, I go right? Back to, yeah, you too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Him as a player, you as a yeah, coach. Absolutely. Well, but also, also the guy late in the season who continued to show up playing through mm-hmm. different stuff and playing at a high level, which is not easy. No. And, and, you know, the older that you get, and I saw this with, you know, with Curtis and, and, and Kevin and, and a lot of players, but, you know, the amount of time that you have to spend making sure that, you know, nutrition, getting your body right mm-hmm. to play, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a big commitment. It really is. I don't think, you know, it's not like you just go grab a bag of ice and you put it on and, and go. I mean, you're, <laughs> it's not you're that easy. there's a lot of things going on to make sure that you can still play at that level, um, you know, for, 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 for as long as, as those guys have played. Going to Denver this weekend, you excited to get back on the road. And this also, the emphasis this week has been in the locker room. And you guys, this doesn't seem like a winless team, the Broncos. No, no. I mean, you look at the talent they have, um, you know, obviously we're, we're excited to play. Um, you know, it's, we're, we always get more excited when we play at home, but, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's, a, it's a great challenge for us to go out there. It's a, it's a, you know, I've, I've been out there, you know, a couple of times as a player and a coach. So, you know, it'll be a challenging atmosphere, you know, but when you look at this team, you know, you see a lot of talent and, um, you know, they've got guys that can make plays and do a lot of things and, and, and they're going to, they're going to get their share of plays. You just hope it's not game-changing type plays and things of that type, you know, nature that, you know, these these players are going to have, you know, stats at the end of the year. And, you know, if they get them against you, just make sure it's, you know, it's you get the win because, you know, you look at Von Miller, you look at Chubb, you look at, you know, Lindsey, the running back. And he's, you know, he's he's a player. I think everyone knows about Von Miller and, and Bradley right. Chubb because, you know, they're it's great players and but you know Lindsay's a guy that not a lot of people know about you know who's a an outstanding running back that can you know run the football catch the football really good in space really good inside um and then obviously we know of Sutton and, and Sanders on the outside but um you know he's a guy that many people might not know about but he, he's a heck of a football player and, and they've got a good team and they got a really good coaching staff all right, Coach. Best of luck. Great. Thanks for Thank the time. You. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Slow down on the coffee there. Yep. I'm chugging through mm-hmm. it. Coming up, big things on Jaguars Drive Time. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. 
All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. It's Minshew Mania for the Saints game on October 13th. 15% off tickets and no fees when you order at jaguars.com slash tickets. That's basically 30% off when you use the promo code Minshew to come to the next Jaguars home game. Wow, Minshew Mania. Yeah, poster child. Yeah, well, yeah I guess that's... Uh, that's him. That's, that's that where man. we're at. All right, let's get into big things. Big thing one is momentum. Obviously, there's been a ton of momentum this week in the locker room. We've heard it from head coach Doug Marone. It was great to get a Thursday night football win. That momentum carrying it on to Denver will be huge. Big thing two is the running game. Obviously, that needs to get better as well. We just heard head coach Doug Marone say it starts up front with the offensive line. Leonard Fournette in the locker room yesterday definitely seemed frustrated that it's not where it needs to be as of right now. And big thing three is resiliency. So yesterday in Jaguars offensive coordinators, John DeFilippo's press conference, he was talking about how he was kind of down when Nick Foles went down the first game, like first game of the season. And how can you not be? Your starting quarterback goes down. Obviously, they had a great relationship. But he pointed out Doug Marone as keeping it even yeah. keel. We know he's great at that. But for a coach to say that about their head coach really shows something. Yeah, I mean, it's uh... – if you've been around Doug through really 2017, 18, and 19, he was here a couple of games in 16, but it's hard to get a feel for what he was as a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always told people when I talk about Doug, he is a professional football coach in this sense. He's not going to be rah-rah guy. He's not going to try to rely on emotion that perhaps a college coach can when you're dealing with you know, 19 to 22-year-old kids. Doug understands that he's dealing with a professional athlete that even keels all about it. And I've been around different coaches who uh, every NFL coach strives and says they're about consistency Mm -hmm. and and says they don't get too high or too low. Some do a better job at it than others. Doug is very good at that, partly because he always sort of keeps it low. He's always sort of down. (laughs) But that's who he is, and I think the important thing with Doug is he never tries to be something he's not, which in the NFL is the uh, biggest way to fail as a head coach is to try to act or treat people in a uh, phony way, if you will. Mm-hmm. He never does that. And I think over time, players understand that when he says something, he's saying something real to them and they typically respond to that. So, uh, yeah, he's the steady guy. He's the guy who's not going to get too high or too low. And 
I've always thought that's the only way to succeed as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And that's why it almost drawed my attention when he was just talking about Gardner Minshew and he said he used the word remarkable mm-hmm. about his first three games. That normally doesn't come out of his mouth, something like remarkable. Well, with Gardner, you just don't see it. Um, I've been doing this 25 years. I don't pretend to have the insight into players that Doug does. But you just don't see rookies. You know, in my stories for Jaguars.com, for example, I rarely talk to rookies unless I'm talking to the rookie about themselves because right. they usually don't have anything to say about the NFL because they haven't been doing it long enough. Mm-hmm. They have no perspective. And when you talk to them, there's very little insight because they're trying to figure out if their code's still working in the morning. <laughs> it, you know, they're still trying <laughs> to figure out. Is. Yeah. And so Gardner, I think because of his path here, because he played at so many different schools, went in so many different situations, he, to me, feels like a fifth-year guy which as a quarterback to feel like a fifth-year guy, I've never seen it before. And I've never been around a rookie quarterback, a first-round pick. I've never had that guy come in and own a situation. Uh, Gardner's as good as I've seen in terms of feeling like a quarterback, feeling like he brings those quarterback things you need in his first year. Um, it's, it is remarkable. Yeah, and it's a lot to ask someone in their early 20s. I mean, the attention he's getting around the country. Yeah. And he was talking about his roommate was in here on Happy mm-hmm. Hour saying how he wakes up in the morning to all these Instagram followers. And sure. It's just national phenomenon. Him but, and me both. But yeah, it, I know you know the feeling. It, so I get that from him. Um, I, I think the important thing to remember about Gardner, and I think sometimes people who are outside the team and just follow through the media maybe don't grasp this element of it. Uh, and you're around him too, Shalane. I get the idea that the 45 seconds that Gardner talked about Minshew mania in the press conference the other day is probably the only time he's thought about it since he landed out to get off the plane from Pullman. Yeah. Meaning it's not like he's caught up in Minshew mania. No. When he talks about it, he addresses it. He knows it's there. He knows from experience last year that it's a topic people are going to ask about, but he gives it its due in this small situation, but that's 15 minutes of his week. And there's seven days that he has. So um, he knows how to handle it. He knows where to put that to be able to go and do his job. And for a rookie to, to have that feel about him, again, it's, it's remarkable. And I think at the quarterback position, that's so much more important than the others. Mm-hmm. It's why he has a chance to succeed. And I don't think Minshew Mania is slowing down anytime soon. No, but he won't get caught up in it. No. I mean, it, if he, he hasn't now, he never will. He'll enjoy it. And in the off season, I'm sure he, you know we'll see Instagram, you know photos of him wherever. But uh, you know, and he'll continue to show me that he has a better day than I've had a life. <laughs> but that's good for him in the off season. But he, uh, he, uh, you can't say enough about his ability to handle this situation. Many many rookies, uh, this would blow up in their face. I don't think it will with him. Mm-hmm. I'm sensing a little bit of jealousy. Maybe with his social life. Well, it's, it's just more just a chronic depression on my part. But that's fine. <laughs> just constant, constant. I can deal. All right, good. I'm worried about you sometimes. That's what the young kids say, right? I can deal? Yeah, you okay, get it. I could deal. You've been hanging out with Gardner. Oh, he, uh, he couldn't handle me, Shane. <laughs> when we come back some, he will, he won't, he might for Sunday's game in Denver right here on the Jaguars Digital Network. You hear 
Think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval is the home of the real deal. No hype, no gimmicks, no haggle. Just a real fast, real friendly experience online and at the dealership. With five area locations, Ford, Honda, Acura, Subaru, and now Chevrolet, you can be sure Duval delivers on price, Duval delivers on service. Schedule your test drive today at the dealership, at your home, or at work. Duval delivers to you because the closest Duval dealer is in your driveway. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. Welcome back, Jags Drive Time Friday morning as the Jags head to Denver tomorrow to look for their second win of the season. And we have he will, he won't, he might against the Broncos. Yes, we did. You got the most popular guy of the week almost this week. Uh, I believe I took Jalen Rams. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'll do the he will, he won't, he might format because Brian loves it so much. Yes. Please uh, follow the directions. He will continue to be the main story around this team. For better or for worse. Uh, and it's unstoppable now, the momentum that the story has, I guess, because it, it's so out there and you've got uh, national people tweeting about it. It's become one of those stories that truly takes on a life of its own. And the story itself is uh, one thing and people's opinions on the story are a completely different thing and it's almost like the opinions on the story start to push the story in different directions and that is what it is but as we talked to Doug about I don't think it affects this locker room very much which is he won't uh, be a distraction and I continue to get emails and people talking to me about they've got to do something about Jalen Ramsey because it's distracting things and it's taking things off course Um, the reality is This all started in the first quarter against Houston. They have played better in the seven quarters since this all started than they have in a year. Maybe keep it going. So there's no distraction on this front. And let's be honest about Jalen. He got drafted number five overall in 2016. He's been a distraction since he walked in the door. Yep. If this is a distraction, he's been a distraction since he walked in the door. And I don't don't necessarily mean to say there's a negative. You heard me over the years, Lynn. I don't mind all the stuff that Jalen brings with him. All of the Brinks truck, that's fine. But if if that was a distraction, which I didn't think it was, but if that's what it was, all of this is still the same sort of thing. So I don't think it's going to be a huge effect. And he might play. I I think there's a very good chance, maybe a a better than 50% chance that he plays on Sunday. And I I don't know how well he'll play with uh, no preparation. The thing that concerns you about him playing is not necessarily that he hasn't practiced, it's that he hasn't been in meetings. Mm-hmm. So that would be the concern there. I think that would be the only reason that they would hesitate and that 
they should maybe pump the brakes on him playing. It's one thing to play without practicing. It's which he can thing, do, yeah. Which he can do, and which most elite players can do, and most players can do if it's only been one week. Um, but to play without knowing the defense and being really immersed in the schemes you're running, uh, that's the one thing that can have an effect. Right, and we know with the schemes and everything, if Jalen's not on key with everyone, that can lead to Yeah, problems. well, if, if you're playing in the secondary, it's that way with anybody, but if, if you're playing in the secondary and you're not on the same page, all of a sudden you're talking busted big plays. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what happens, but that would be a fact. Yeah, the only thing I can think of, and it's not distracting, because like we've said, it's been a week-to-week thing with Jalen, mm-hmm. and it's almost like this is just another thing. But right. the only thing I can think of is Trey Herndon, because you go sure. back and forth and back and forth. We were talking to him in the locker yep. room yesterday, and for him not to know, I think, daily where he stands, that's the only thing I could think of. It's tough, but he's also been preparing for as a backup forever. I don't know that his role and what he's studying should change that much mm-hmm. uh, based on whether or not Jalen Ramsey plays. I think if they were doing things along the lines, if it was this scenario, if you were moving DJ Hayden from nickel out to the outside, to replace him, I think that would be, okay, who's playing here, who's playing here, who's playing here? Right. They know it'll be Trey Herndon. Trey Herndon's job has been to be ready to play nickel and play the outside. So it's a small factor, but I don't think that's what people are thinking when they think distraction. I think they think that, you know, Leonard Fournette and Brandon Linder are all worked up about what's going <laughs> There's on There's emotions everywhere. And I really think at this point with Jalen, after three years, it's, hey, what'd Jalen say now? Oh, okay. And then they move on. Right. Because he's a magnetic uh polarizing guy i don't think that changes with this yeah and we know how close leonard and jalen are well yeah over the summer i was up there and i was asking leonard about jalen and he goes oh well yeah he's the drama child we know that right he's he's drama and they accept it for what it is right and it's almost just another check of what he's done absolutely (laughs) all right my he will he won't he might is Leonard Fournette. He will improve this week because we know that he's been frustrated with the running game, with the lack of production. But it doesn't just start with him. It starts the offensive line, like we heard head coach Doug Marone say. With how much it's been an emphasis this week, I would think it has to improve at least a little bit. He won't be all bright and shiny. Everything's going to be great. There's always been been some frustrations about it. Um, He's been vocal about how he's been using the blocking game. That's going to have to continue. He's going to continue to be using the blocking game. But it's not going to be just a bright, shiny path, and everyone's going to get along the rest of the season with this running game. It's going to be a few bumpy paths at times. And he might get his first touchdown of the season this week. I see him coming back in a big way. I think he's been very vocal and honest this week about the running game, and I see it getting better this week. Well, he talked on Thursday about frustration, but I, I thought that he was uh, good in the way he talked about it. It didn't feel like it was a frustration that was aimed at other people. No. It was more, look, we have to get this going. Um, they didn't play together primarily because of injuries. The offensive line would have been together more, and I think they would have played those guys uh, maybe a little more in, in spots had they been healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. Cam was still coming back. Remember, Cam's first game, Cam Robinson's first game, was week three. They really haven't even haven't even had him for week one or week two. He's a really important part of the running game. Continuity in the running game, and, and we really didn't get to this with Doug. Run blocking and run offense is one thing that I've consistently over the years seen teams improve on as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. A lot of times teams are what they are entering the season. You don't get that much better in spots. The running game is the one exception to that because continuity is so important. So 
if these guys can stay together, if camp can get comfortable, they have the pieces to be a good run blocking team. It would not surprise me if they got significantly better. I don't think they'd be number one in the league with it. Yeah. But you don't have to be. As long as your running game is giving your passing game opportunities, mm-hmm. that should be enough in the NFL. Yeah, and Leonard was saying yesterday in the locker room how he wants to be a running back first. And mm-hmm. he loves the screen game and passes and blocking, but I got to be a running back first. And I think that's where he's getting frustrated is he's right. being used in so many different angles that the run game's being affected by. And I think that will, again, over time happen. And he seemed to get that. He went there a couple times yesterday of, look, we didn't play together very much in the preseason. Mm-hmm. This is going to come. A lot of times the running game can look a lot worse and it can look you know, tragic, frankly, and be a lot closer than people think. Uh, you get the idea that they think they're uh, getting there on, on some level. Yeah, getting close. All right, when we come back, pick one and pick it for this NFL weekend right here on Jags Drive Time. This is Lori Fournette, mother of Jacksonville Jaguars running back Lena Fournette. My son is always prepared with a game day plan, and so am I. As a busy mom, I'm always looking for easy ways to save time. Publix helps me tackle everything from pre-game prep to post-game cleanup with prices that are never out of bounds. This week at Publix, assorted varieties of downy, bounce, and game fabric enhancers are on sale for $9.99. Available at Publix where shopping is a pleasure. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Welcome back. Jags Drive Time Friday morning, our last segment. We talked about Minshew Mania. This is nothing like it. Uncle Rico visiting the building yesterday. It was a scene. It was a scene. Was Employees a scene. were lined up outside to take pictures with Uncle Rico. Now, uh, did you grow up on uh, on that movie? Oh, yeah. Or was that? It was a game changer. That was right in your wheelhouse? That was yeah, right in the My wheelhouse. son was in that. Yeah, I was yeah. a little starstruck, not going to lie. I was like, yeah. no, Shlin, don't be that girl and go get in line for the picture. Oh, it's okay with a movie star. <laughs> Just don't do it around the <laughs> yeah. yeah, please don't do that. Is he a movie star, though? Yeah. Uncle Rico? Yeah. He's an icon. He is an American icon. Okay, that's fair. So it's going to be on Sunday NFL Countdown, what they did together. I can only imagine um, how that conversation went. So that was probably Gardner's wheelhouse, too, because you guys missed it. I mean, uh, that movie is probably in his wheelhouse. He was probably probably a little starstruck, I can imagine. Yeah, that's cool. Probably shed a tear. Napoleon Dynamite. I've been, I was drawing a blank, but yeah, okay. That movie. uh, Well, yeah, I hadn't. uh, There you go. You're hip. I'm getting old, Shalene. You're hip. All right, pick one and pick it this weekend. Two good ones. Go for it, John. Um, 
I had two, and I need to see the graphic to be honest. Okay, uh, Cowboys Saints. Well, you never can remember what game I you picked. Have. Well, I was I was strongly considering two from the NFC. I took your other one, and I uh, I was feeling a little guilty about not going AFC South, but the AFC South yeah. really didn't have any premium matchups, and there were a couple that it. It appears to me the Jaguars need to win this week because it looks like the other AFC South teams will win, so they need to win to keep pace. Yep. Uh, Cowboys-Saints is a huge game. I think it's a statement game of sorts for the Saints, who went out to Seattle last week and surprised me by being able to win relatively convincingly on the road in Seattle. A lot of people think the Cowboys are a playoff team. This is the kind of game to me historically – the Saints go win and uh, draw the Cowboys back to the pack a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's very hard early in the season for a team like the Cowboys unbeaten to beat a historically good team like the Saints and sort of bury them. So this, again, plays into the first half of the season to me is always desperate team time. Yeah. If a team thinks it's about to play its way out but still has a chance to be in it or if they're in danger of getting knocked out but still has a chance to uh, be in it, they're very dangerous. So I think the Saints in this one. Ezekiel Elliott, it seems like ever since he got that contract and got paid, the Cowboys have been so hyped up mm-hmm. nationally wide, obviously because of how they're playing, but so much attention is on the Cowboys. You really don't right. hear much about the Saints at all. It feels like a year that is coming together for the Cowboys. They've been good and close and talked about because they're at the Cowboys for four or five years. The way they've started, it feels like they have it together. It feels like they're going to be there for the long term. Often that team in the, in the short term during the season – is going to hit some snags against really good teams. If the Cowboys win this, it's a huge statement to me because Mm -hmm. the Saints are desperate and it's hard to beat team desperate in September and October. Yep. All right, my pick one in Pickett is Minnesota Vikings and Chicago Bears. Minnesota Vikings offense. Dalvin Cook is the focal point lately. Ran the ball 103 times so far, third most in the league, and they're looking to go 3-0. They're undefeated at this point. But it's hard to run against the Bears' defense. We watched them play last week, and their defense is really impressive. Not many lanes to run against the Bears. They've only allowed three yards per carry. After watching the Bears last week in that defense, I don't know many offenses that can beat them. Yeah, defense is really good. Uh, The Vikings' defense is also really good. These are two teams I would expect to be in the playoff uh, chase uh, late in the season. I was a little surprised the Packers lost last night. But again, Mm -hmm. not team desperate because the Eagles really needed it and the Packers didn't as much. So uh, this really isn't either case uh, being... I have to. This, uh, to me, feels like more like two teams are going to fight for it at the end. Uh, I like the Vikings a little more because it feels like the Bears' offense is still having trouble getting going. All right, John. That's we gotta, just me. we got to end the show. Are they going to win Sunday? I think they will. Um, it It is tough. It's a tough point for the Jags because the Broncos do have talent. They're playing at home. If, if the Broncos get breaks early, then it's going to be dangerous. But – you would like to see the Jaguars somehow do exactly what they did last week, which is obviously get a 14-point lead. That goes without saying. But to get a couple of breaks early, to get things going their way early, this team, once it starts rushing the passers, is very dangerous, meaning the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. But the Broncos are the same thing. So uh, you don't want to give a team like this life early. So I think the first quarter of this game is very key. Because mile high, if it gets going, they're going to think they have a chance and, and that they're saving their season. So you want to – right. As much as possible, we're going to kill that But I don't think that I felt really confident about the Titans game last week. Oh, yeah. I thought they were going to win big. I don't think they're going to win big, but I think the Jaguars find a way to win. I wrote in your final analysis that I think if Cam Robinson and Juwan Taylor show up to play, they got no problem. 
Well, they're, they're going. Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. That's they're on the plane. Yeah, but yeah, I'm saying they gotta. Oh, play well. They gotta be okay, amped. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes, they have to be present as well. Yeah, they, that's I, key. I, I think they'll play. I mean, it's a huge game for both of them, uh, and it's a chance for Cam particularly to play well. Uh, he's been you know sort of quietly criticized at times over the last couple of years uh, when he has played. So it's mm-hmm. a chance for him to prove something. Bounce back game for Absolutely. sure. Big task. All right, stay tuned. Sunday morning, Jaguars pregame radio right here in the studio. We'll be back Tuesday morning on Drive Time. John has to get his beauty sleep, so we can't be in here on Monday. I See like you then. That.